Hello, people. Welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here and to be listening to us. I'm going to have our guest introduce themselves, and then we are going to go from there. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Grace, Grace Davis, and um, I have been on the spiritual journey for a while now. I think it started actually around the time that COVID started. So um, I've been going um, at it for quite a bit now and there's a lot of ups and downs and we're so ready to talk about it. Right. Yes. So I know you had a specific idea in mind and I know that you um, got it from a Russell Brand um, YouTube video, right? Yes. Actually, it was a collective of um, like very high vibrational speakers and he just happened to be in one of those clips um yeah and so basically he was saying that you know we were we're taught our whole lives that you know freedom is the um freedom to pursue our desires um while he was talking about the real freedom which is freedom from our desires because well if we think about it we're in a constant loop with desires we we want something we obtain it we get a certain pleasure from it and then once the pleasure slips away we want something more and then the pleasure reoccurs sorry the cycle reoccurs and that was something that really got me. I think I needed to see that clip because that's all I have been able to think about these last few weeks that I have been in school. And um, it really got to me because I have been in my head about the stuff that I don't have or I don't have this and I want this. And then, no, once I got that, okay, what's the next thing? right? It's all temporary desires and nothing really fulfills you like you think it's going to. And um, today I kind of realized that I am not my desires and I think we should talk about that. Yeah, I love that. Um, Even if you want to dive deeper into what maybe society does based on those things. I mean, you did like give like a, a vague statement on, yeah, even the Buddha talks about like when I first got into spirituality, my gateway to that was Buddhism because I read some Buddhism books mm-hmm. and the Buddha talks about um, our suffering and that's from attachments to our desires saying, oh, well, I'm going to be happy when I have a hundred dollars because then I can pay for these new shoes. And then you get those new shoes and you wear them a few times and they go out of style and you're like, oh, well, now I want to sell those shoes, you know? It, right. Like you said, it's very temporary desire of like, okay, I have it, I've obtained that. And then it's like, okay, well, now I need something more. And I think the more that we cling on to those desires as pleasure, it yeah. becomes so addicting that it reinforces that desires and pleasure can't even... Like a lot of us hold on to our happiness because of the materialistic pleasures that we have in life. Yeah. That too is so damaging to the human psyche because then we realize the only happiness we can find is when we're at peace with having absolutely nothing. Right. Right. 
And, it, you know, it's funny that you say you use the word addiction because that's exactly what it is. Um, we have a lot of judgment in society towards people who, you know, get addicted to alcohol and drugs. Um, when there are bigger, probably, I would say, you know, desire is a very strong addiction. I think we all have, I think addiction might be a strong word, but I think we all have this reoccurring want to feel pleasure and then once that pleasure is over we want more and um that's i mean (laughs) call it whatever you want but i mean if you think about what happens with alcohol it um it does the same thing that pleasure does it gives you a break from reality for a few moments of life and then you have to deal with yourself again at the end of that cycle Um, right and you know alcohol is just one way alcohol drugs those are ways to get um, away from reality and I think desires are kind of like that as well I mean and it goes beyond the materialistic world I mean a lot of people are wanting of love without um, actually um uh like knowing, knowing. oh yes. my gosh, we said that at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> Without um, knowing what that actually entails. Um, right. And without knowing, I mean, they're wanting love, but they're not coming at it from this unconditional source. Mm. You know, they're coming yeah. at it from, oh, love, what can this person offer me? to break me from the reality of which I am in. Oh, love will fix everything. Um, (laughs) That's a little toxic. Your next uh, lover is not going to fix your world. Your worlds Mm. are going to be parallel to each other. And Mm. um, I think that also ties into, you know, society and relationships these days um there's a lot of expectations of one another to just magically um fix things i think Mm -hmm. in each other you know like oh once i fall in love i will be happy yeah you know that's 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 quite sad right yeah um something that's been coming up for me and Luca was talking about it and you were kind of talking about it this morning is that love language of feeling known and heard and seen fully. And we kind of feel like, Oh, we're going to find this special person that's going to know us inside and out. That's going to know us perfectly. And we're never going to have to explain ourselves because they're just going to know us. And then we get into romantic relationships or we get connections like me, you, Luca, and our beautiful little community that we've created, mm-hmm. we are so highly intuitive and we're very in tune with each other. But even there's times where I don't know what's going inside your head. And if I don't ask, I don't know, or vice versa, or with anybody right. there. Right. And as, as badly as we want to like be like, oh, yeah, you should know me, we can't do that, you know? And that's right. what we've been tricked in society to be like, yeah, somebody's going to find you, they're your soulmate, and they're going to know you. And then they get into a relationship, and it's like that maybe for a year because it's surface level. And then it starts going downhill because 
they people's trauma responses start coming up and then they're just like well I thought you knew me you've changed and then it's like a whole drama over that and I think that's so cliche <sighs> but that always happens in relationships nowadays yes yes wow yeah and um I think what's sad about relationships these days is I think we lose compassion very, very fast. Mm. Um, not only compassion for others, but compassion for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and when you can't have compassion for yourselves, you know, your outside relationships really kind of take a turn because you can't hold space for them if you can't hold space for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of, I've realized that with, my past relationships is I'm realizing I never actually (laughs) I mean okay uh well with one of them uh he lived quite literally in France so that didn't really work out um but (laughs) (laughs) the other one um I'm kind of realizing that I left out the compassion part in my relationship and I guess I um I was well, I was thinking about my needs, and there's a balance to that. Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't really thinking about what the other person was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hallie, um, this is not Hayden. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's, both- there's so many at this point that have done you wrong. <laughs> that so I'm kind of judging all of them at this oh, point. Oh, oh, God. Oh, there's, that's sad. That's quite sad for me. <laughs> well, you had to learn those lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I okay bottom line I do I regret nothing you know like mm. all of my past relationships um they were all there to teach me something but um right. specifically um with this one guy um we had um hung out during the summer and then during school we started dating um and I kind of just was in my own world and I forgot that he had a world too and I think I think about that a lot because he was so compassionate when I ended things. He was like, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you know I <laughs> it was the basic, you know, I'm I'm sorry that I couldn't be what you needed. Mm. But I'm happy that you're um knowing what you need and moving on good yeah that's so important like so many relationships just end in arguing and the one thing that I think humans need a lot is closure and we're not always going to get closure but to have a peaceful like goodbye is so comforting not just to your mind and body but to like your nervous system which I see your nervous system is like its own thing because your nervous system is what keeps you in fight or flight mode or Mm -hmm. in like or that keeps you feeling safe and to get closure about like it's not going to work out but you're not scared that they're going to say stuff about you or you know you get a bad reputation or you're scared to see them in public but if like you do it's like oh hi like I used to know you and now we don't but I'm safe that's awesome right yeah no because that you know, we'll like we'll still smile at each other sometimes, and that's so wholesome. Like I'm so I'm happy that we're friends, um, because 
he he really is like a a great person um i think <laughs> during that time um it, we just i learned what i needed from that relationship and i kind right. of moved on and mm-hmm. um i think there's a balance to working on things um addressing things and figuring out when to say okay I have worked on this all that I can um and things are still not um going the way I need or want um Mm -hmm. and now it's time to move on you know there's a balance between that and working on it you know Mm -hmm. big time like I think there's definitely, I think just in general, like in society, we, we are so fast to lose compassion for people. Agreed. And when that comes to relationships, I guess, you know, like people are, we're faulty humans. Like, that's what we're made up of. It's like <laughs> faults, you know, but mm-hmm. also perfections because there's perfection in the faults, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. there's, um, there's, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, um, I think I see a lot of relationships that are, quite toxic because the other person will be you know talking smack about the other um but forgets the other person is human Mm -hmm. Um, and but then i've also seen some relationships that are just carried on way too long (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um and i don't really i'm still trying to figure out what my balance is you know like do i i think my um, response to conflict is uh, this isn't working I'm out that's which, that's my that's my response mm-hmm. which is an awesome boundary for yourself because I've been noticing people being really addicted to their suffering and even myself like that's something that I talked about with my therapist is just like that's I think that's another reason why I'm scared of relationships is I don't know how to tell the person and like be like I'm giving up on you like it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. but to give yourself to somebody and then to like, you know, like your souls were connected and that goodbye is going to always be difficult, but to know that the person's going to teach you a lesson that's you have to like retrain your mind on. Right. But people become so addicted to their suffering that in relationships, even if it doesn't serve them at all anymore, if it feels like a chore, they're still going to continue because they're scared of what life is without that person in their life now. Right. Right. Yeah. But like it, it is quite sad to see those relationships because here they are suffering in their relationships, but they're, they're clinging on to the person because what if I can't find somebody better? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think better is not the right word here. I think somebody who is able to see me through clearly and um, understand what I need in the relationship you know and and being very transparent like 
another thing that we're not taught in relationships is it's not about there's like the difference between like and love and this is like an old folktale like you can like somebody but you might find them annoying so you can't love them love is when like they might be annoying and trigger the fuck out of you but you're like I still love you because I am willing to learn from you. I'm willing to see you. I want to know your perspective. That is what love is. And right. not even in romantic, but in platonic relationships, in familiar relationships. Yes. And to love somebody even at their worst times. Like you and Luca have been so good about that. Like re like putting my boundaries up to what kind of love that I am deserving of. Like right. I talk about this time all the time is um like me reading my poetry and um the bagelry and you just sitting there and listening and then you giving me acknowledgement I've never witnessed that before and it feels so good and I think about it all the time (laughs) or when I was with Luca and I had an awful panic attack and she still hugged me and said I love you like those two instances in time will forever change me because even at like sharing my deep depth notes in my journal you still said wow that was so cool and that was so human and even in my biggest mood waves of not being able to be there for anybody else but myself in that moment, but still getting an acknowledgement on like you're loved. That's awesome. And you and Luca have shaped what love means on outside perspective for me. And I think that you guys are both great vessels to teach that for other people as well. Likewise. I, um, I have learned, I think, what being seen feels like and that I mean I I feel like that's everyone's love language um Mm -hmm. I just feel like my scene was quite complex and I (laughs) and I have very much different views than the people in my community and um uh, it was so amazing and beautiful uh, for me to know that you guys understood mm. and um, when when we were painting together that was a really big deal for me because um, painting's one of the ways that I express myself and we were just painting silly things mm. and that's a moment that lives run free in my mind um, and uh-huh. for Luca, I think the mo- that um, us going together outside to meditate—that's mm-hmm. um, that's a big feature in my life as well. And um, like those two experiences, um, I express myself in meditations and um, well, art and painting. And I, I just I felt seen and, and loved and. Um, I think it's hard to find people physically around you that um, can understand and love your energy, all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a confusing sentence. I mean, no, loving, mean. <laughs> loving the triggers that you bring out in one another um because loving is i think quite simple as your 
a divine human and I love you for that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's no there's there's no wise. It's just you're this divine energy and I love you for no reason at all. I think that's my definition of unconditional love is loving for no reason. Agreed. And it's like the radical acceptance of just being like, yeah, we might be vastly different, but let's take a chance to learn from this rather than saying, oh, you're bad and wrong or you're bad and wrong and you do this and I don't like that. It's like another thing that I realized that we talked about when I was with you up north. Um, one thing that I realized a few weeks afterwards, like we haven't talked a lot since then because yeah. uh, we've both been so busy, but you would do some things like one day you asked for um, like face oil before we went into the water. And for me, I was just like, well, why does Gracie want face oil? We're going into the water. And so I was so confused, but then I watched a video and on TikTok and it was about this, this girl was talking to um, her soon to be husband and they're on this podcast. And she goes, Sometimes I ask you to literally grab the water from the kitchen, even though I'm closer to the kitchen, and I feel like an asshole for doing that. And he's like, no, no, no. I still grab the water for you, and I still do that for you because that's how you want to be loved. And even though I was confused on why you wanted that face oil, that's how you wanted to be loved. You mm-hmm. like Even the little thing, like I asked you to organize the back, and then you were just like, no, but I realized that your father asked you to do things that were like irrational like you shared that example of the blanket on the couch and thinking about you want to be loved in the way of that so when you you kind of got triggered you're just like well I don't care for organization so what I could have done is like okay I will take care of it because that's how you want to be loved in this instant and even within that of we don't understand like our parents will you know, show hard love or show love in really, really weird, affectionate ways. And it feels mean to us or foreign. But even Hannah was talking about that's our parents way of saying I love you in their best way. And even though it seems weird, if we can accept that, and we can accept that that's why that's the way that they want to be seen. It's a total different perspective change on how we can love others and how others can love us. Right. Um. Totally. Um, I also think, you know, if there's people out there right now, like, struggling with their parents, like, we all, obviously, everyone struggles with their parents, um, but mm-hmm. one way that I've really learned to just understand and love my parents for everything, um, even the, you know, the not-so-great parts is that <laughs> I've, um, separated their um they're yes they're my parents but they are their own unique individual being Mm -hmm. they're not just my they're not just my parents they're complex in their thoughts and emotions they they have traumas that affect them every single day Mm -hmm. um they are trying to work on themselves um and they're a divine soul like i am mm-hmm. um and i think se- like separating like obviously like we all know our our parents as mom and dad 
or a mom and a mom and dad and dad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't, um, I don't think we ever stop and say, oh my gosh, you're, you're not just like my mom, like you're this separate soul in a body, you know, that's, that's really trying, you know? Yeah. And even seeing them as their inner child or their inner teen, my mom's been doing a lot of things that it doesn't make sense because I'll, so she'll apply tough love to me. And so I've kind of picked that up because I like the way she shows tough love sometimes. I think that it needs to be said in that moment because if I'm not told it in a harder way, I won't understand it. And so with some of my friendships, like I was even talking to Luke yesterday and we were like applying tough love for each other. Like sometimes nobody's going to understand us and it's just us. And that's just how it's going to be when we're in that circumstance. But there is somebody out there that's eventually going to know us, but we might not have that right now. Or one of my friends not understanding the beauty that they are able to accept in this life and me being like, you can't do things for validation for others. Me being like, you are doing things for your parents' validation and that's not okay. And being strict about that and saying that, even in that way, um, and it's so funny that my my friend was over and the same way my mom applies strictness to me, I was applying that to my friend. And I thought my mom would like that. My mom's just like, you can't be that hard on them. I was like, what? Like you apply that same hardness to me and I pick it up because I think that's way that's the way that you want to say I love you to me. So I'm doing the same thing because I love that way. But it triggers her because of whatever reason that happened to her. And so instead of like going up to her and being like, you're no fair. Like you can't yell at me for saying this and that because you do the same thing for me. Because, you know, that will just start an argument because you can observe it about your parents. But your parents don't observe that about themselves. And just taking a step back and like laughing it off and just being like something happened to them when they were a child or a teen that did that to them. And it's not my responsibility to heal them because they might not accept my healing, but at least I can laugh it off and take it as just like a, you know, it's them being them and it's not really harming me in any way. It's just, it, you know, pinches a nerve, but things even like that. Right. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I think about with my father a lot. Um, his, um, the way he grew up, um, you know, his traumas in life with which he was very, um, sometimes in arguments, he was very open to sharing, um, which mm-hmm. he probably shared a little too much. Oh. Um, but I, I'm understanding throughout my relationship with him, um, that he, um, he really is trying their best. I think everyone is trying their best. Um, and that just comes in ways that, I mean, I don't think anyone would purposely try to inflict, you know, emotional pain upon one another. That's, I don't think, unless you're, you know, a narcissist. Um, I don't think anyone really truly intends to do that. I think, um, sometimes in the ways that we perceive things isn't the way that they intended it or vice versa. Um, 
And with my father, I think um, his response to um, a huge conflict in life was, okay, let's, um, let's take some time to figure this out on my own away Mm -hmm. from you know everybody and um and that's okay because that's that's the way that he needed to go that's the way that he thought was best and um I think it's just I mean it's hard to hold space for your parents but it's not only necessary for them but it's necessary for you too because that's going to help you release emotional pain agreed and it's going to help both of you guys find peace because if you just battle what is that doing for either of you it's just feeding both your guys's egos but instead of just applying acceptance of okay that's how it's going to be and we can let it be for right now maybe we can bring it up later or maybe it's not meant to be but I love the way you put that right well I um I do have to get ready for a dinner um but this was an amazing talk yes agreed and I am grateful that you wanted to do a podcast episode because I know you had to be in this new season and it was perfect because I was just sitting around um waiting to do some wood splitting outside and I was like oh Gracie that's who I need to talk to so <laughs> perfect oh that's that's awesome well Agreed. alrighty well you have a awesome time at dinner and I love you and I appreciate anybody that's listening to this and bye bye to everybody that's listening and to you yes goodbye bye bye love you too